Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Buds and Blue Jays. I'm your host, Jesse Burl, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Riley McConnell. And Riley, the Blue Jays were reeling coming into this series. They had lost four in a row, including seven of their last nine, and they had to go into Tropicana Field, a place where the Blue Jays never seemed to play well. As things stand right now, they lost game one, they won game two. Game three is currently in progress, but the Jays are down 3-0 late into this ballgame, so it doesn't look like things are going to get any better. It looks like the woes are going to continue in this series so far. Riley, how do we feel? Well, I don't feel too good about it, man. We have been, we knew going into the trop, we're in limbo, man. Mm-hmm. We have not played good ball in our past nine, 10, and we're struggling, man. We had, we, we got guys coming back from injuries who are very impactful in this series, but yep. if we walk out, if we walk out of here today, just winning one game, it's, it's not good enough. It's just, it's the way we've been playing ball. is just not good enough against these divisional teams. We really got to step it up, dude. And like you said, three, nothing at this point in the ball game. It's, 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 it's tough. It's tough right now. Yeah. The Rays have a really good bullpen and it is possible if the Jays offense can get going, but like, I don't have faith in this Jays offense right now. They will put a four spot on the board here. It's going to be really tough to see us coming back and winning this game. Of course, we will give you any updates as it goes on a little recap on the series here. Game one, the Jays lost that game five to two. George Springer actually left that game. He rolled his ankle trying to make a catch out in center field, which looked bad. Uh, Kevin Gosman was not, Elite, but he was still pretty damn good. Seven plus innings pitch, only gave up three home runs. And we got a first major league hit for Vinny Capra in that game. It's good to see. Congratulations, Vinny Capra. Game two, the Jays got a win. They broke their five game losing streak. They won five to one. Hunjin Ryu came off the IL and pitched into the fifth inning at 71 pitches. The Blue Jays actually hit four balls that were caught at the warning track in this game. So it seems like they could have gone out gone a little further. Um, Teoscar Hernandez and Danny Jansen both had home runs in the eighth to blow it open to give the Jays the win there. And like we said, game three is currently in progress. It was scoreless until the bottom of the six where Tampa just scored three runs, one off a Matt Chapman error, one off a base hit from G-Man Choi, and one off an Alec Manoa wild pitch. So Jays have nine outs to go if they're going to try to make a run to come back in this game. Riley, any major thoughts about that? Oh, I have plenty of takeaways from that, man. First of all, the throwing air from, from Chapman really setting things off. You know, I was high on him coming in. He batted lead off. Yeah, he did. And he went 0 for 5. Like, <laughs> I... I'm not too pleased about it. I'm, I'm really seeing an underperformance there. What I will take away, though, is how quickly we do forget about how good Hunjin Ryu can be when he is effective. Mm-hmm. And my takeaway from that is, I mean, is, is, is he was elite. And let's talk about his his other part of half the battery. Danny Jansen's back. Yeah. He, and and he's he's been so impactful. Um, we really missed him. He's my first thumbs up, man. Danny yep. Jansen, I'm just glad to have you back. He gives us plus defense all the time. And I don't know where this power came from, Jesse, but it's amazing. I'll take this all year round. And I said, at the start of this year, I said, Jay's, my one of my hot takes was, I say the Jay's catchers lead MLB in home runs. Well, you know what? Maybe Kirk wasn't the home run ball hitter. We thought right. he was, but holy cow. I'll say that Jansen is on pace for a very good season hitting home runs himself. Yeah, definitely a thumbs up for Danny Jansen here. And man, welcome back. He spent about a month on the IL with his oblique injury and he picked up right where he left off. So Danny Jansen has played four games so far this season and he's already got three home runs. Like you're looking at that stat line. He's got an OPS over 2000 right now. Like it's absolutely ridiculous. And if you remember when Danny Jansen was a prospect, he was known as a offensive first catcher, which is not what we've really seen when he's come to the big leagues because he's worked so hard in this defensive game. But 
there were reports in the second half of last year that Danny Jansen really retooled his swing around what Marcus Semien was doing, who really tried to pull the ball as much as he can and hit the ball in the air as much as he can. And remember, we mentioned at the start of the season here that Danny Jansen had a 6.8% ground ball rate in spring training, which was hilarious. But that's kind of how you get more power out of your swing when you don't have, say, necessarily the straight raw power. If you pull the ball and you hit it in the air, you can get your home runs. And that's exactly what Danny Jansen has been doing. Oh, he hit a sky. He hit a sky ball for his home run. Oh, yeah. Like it's so, it's so good to see him hit. Um, and his, and his defense has, has been excellent. I, of course, you say that he was a great hitter in the minors. You know, he got his glasses on. He mm-hmm. could start to see the ball a bit better. Sure. Uh, he's, 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 he's so impactful for us. And it's, it's funny. Only playing four games. He left us so early on in this year, and, yep. and now he's back. And I really hope that he can help these Toronto Blue Jays piece together some wins as I see your eyes scrolling back uh, patiently waiting. <laughs> some good news, hopefully, while we're on the air here. Um, yeah. Love having Jano back. I mean, this team really needs offensive thump badly in a huge way. And if Danny Jansen is going to do that thing, that's exactly what this team needs to lift us up. Uh, we're going to move on to just another thumbs up here. I want to give a shout out to Charlie Montoyo for actually making a change to this lineup here. Uh, we saw that the Jays were struggling after their series in New York. And we talked about maybe this team needs to get something to kick them in the butt a little bit. We thought maybe they should have a team meeting. Well, it turns out that's exactly what happened as George Springer got the team together and they got a closed door team meeting. And now Montoyo said three days prior, he wasn't going to change the lineup. Well, he did all of a sudden. I give it a thumbs up because they finally did something that I've wanted to see for quite a while. Well, that was moving Vlad Guerrero Jr. into the two hole and moving Bo Bichette down to the four hole, which is exactly what he did. And let's not forget, Santiago Espinal has been our third best hitter all season, and he's been hitting consistently eighth or ninth in this lineup. Now Montoyo is like, no, if this guy keeps hitting, we're going to move him up to the five spot. And it's been working and he's done that already. We saw Matt Chapman, like you mentioned, lead off in George Springer's absence there. And let's hope this is kind of the spark we need. Change the routine a little bit to really get this offense going. Don't love. I didn't love having Chapman go over five in the leadoff spot. That's <laughs> no, not of course. See. But <laughs> Espinal uh, spot in the lineup. I know it's so funny. We forget that um, uh, he's probably going to hit seventh, eighth most nights, even ninth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when he's hitting at the top of the lineup and if he's hitting well, because we know we, he can get the extra base hits. Yeah. Um, he has a huge chance to be an RBI piece for us. He's going to drive in runs. Santiago Espinal is awesome in that part. Um, but Bobachet, of course, you know, he's in the old traditional lineups. He's definitely, you know, as I like to think of myself as an old school guy, but yeah. would be a two, two hitter um, right. in the early 2000s. Uh, and, and nowadays he's definitely a cleanup t- type of hitter. He's a hybrid shortstop where um, he swings and swings the ball hard. Um, I was just on Twitter looking and it's just, it was kind of a meme. It was like showed a PlayStation controller. And every time Bo sees a pitch in the other's batter's box and it, <laughs> and it had square for power swing every time, but you know what? He's getting a lot better at that, I will say. For what it's worth, in this game here today, we've seen the full Bobachet experience. He chased the pitch that was about halfway through the other's batter's box, but then he also hit a frozen rope line drive right at the third baseman. So what are you going to do? It's the Bobachet experience, right? Until he makes the improvements, this is how Bobachet's going to be. So a lot to say from that. Riley, you got one more. You kind of mentioned it already, but who's getting our last thumbs up for this series against the Rays? Well... That depends. I'm kind of torn now just talking about it, um, really. Who do you want to give it to, Jesse? Because I'm, kind of t- I'm kind of torn. Well, I mean, Alec Manoa has pitched well. He ran into some trouble here in the sixth, but I don't think it's a lot on him. So we can kind of give him 
a partial thumbs up, but Manoa's yeah. just doing what we kind of expect Manoa to do. I think we should dabble into Hunjin Ryu a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came back from his forearm injury, and look, Hunjin Ryu was not good in the second half last year. He was not good so far to start this year, but four and a third innings pitched. He pitched into the fifth. He only gave up one earned run on a solo home run. It's progress, and if Hunjin Ryu can be anywhere close to the guy he was in the 2020 season, and any time before that with the Dodgers, like he's going to be a very high impact piece for this team. So you want to see signs in the right direction that Hunjin Ryu is putting that forward. So good first start. Let's see how it goes because he's got a long way to go till he gets back to where he was. So little thumbs up for Ryu there. I, 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 I am on the same page as you, how we started the year wasn't too hot, but then again, a lot of our pitchers did not start the year too hot. If your name wasn't Alec Manoa or Kevin Gosman. Right. Um, I, I, I think Ryu, um, not going five innings or six innings in his first start. I think that's fine. You know, let's ease him into it a bit more. Um, but he, he looked fine out there. He's not going to overwhelm you. Um, but obviously those minor league starts helped him out with the rehab assignment, things like that to get mm-hmm. him back to normal speed. And you know what? The game going on right now, I know we're down three, nothing. Alec Manoa is still Alec Manoa. Um, he might be, you know, one of the best things to happen to this team um, through our own organization. If your name isn't Vlad Jr. Right. Um, amazing stuff, man. Like he, his slider might be my favorite pitch going on right up there with Gosman's splitter. It, it, you, you can't not get excited when Alec Manoa's on the hill, man. 17 inches of vertical movement on that Alec Manoa slider, which is just filthy, man. He throws some of them and it looks just wild. Um, he also tried, he tried to pick off Brett Phillips today, five straight times in a row. And usually we start booing people when they do it two in a row. Alec Manoa did not care. He was taking a lead. He didn't like, he threw five consecutive pickoff attempts down to first base. So very entertaining. Uh, Riley, let's move on to some thumbs down in this series still. And I got to give our first one to Lourdes Gurriel Jr. And look, he's two for 10 on the series now. And he has an OPS in the month of May coming into today's game of 323, which is downright dreadful. I know we talked last episode about Gurriel being a really slumpy player and how he can kind of go from these hot streaks to these cold streaks and that we both kind of expect him to heat up as the summer goes on. But look, the way he's playing right now is almost awful. Like it's almost hard to put him in the lineup every day here. And we know he's possible of going on these runs where he can go say 30 for 65 and he can carry this team on his back. But right now it's not happening. And I don't think it was an accident when Montoya remade this batting order that they've moved Lourdes Gurriel to the bottom third of this order. Yeah. Um, I really, really have high hopes for Lourdes and it's just, it's just not working out. He is on, I would say probably one of the coldest streaks of his career without having numbers to back it. Um, he just really hasn't been good at the plate. He's been a definitely below replacement level player, but mm-hmm. for us as Jays fans, for us as guys who watch the games, we just, in the back of our minds, it's like, it's Lourdes Gur- Guriel. Like he can't, this can't happen every game. And it just seems we keep pushing it back. Like, okay, it's happening this game. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the next game. And it could be, we could be talking about this two series from now, but all of a sudden July rolls around and he, he goes 30 for 65. Like you said, and it will just be, well, where did that come from? No, it's just, it's a tough thumbs down. I love Lourdes. He's great for this team, but he is, he's hard to watch right now. And I, I don't disagree with him being moved to the seven, eight wall. It's something that needs to happen, dude. A shakeup, it was necessary. I agree. And at what point do you get worried that, like, what if the hot streak never comes, right? Like, obviously, you don't want to take him out of the lineup in case that hot streak does start to show up. Because like I said, he can carry this team on his back almost single-handedly. But at what point do you start to get worried you're not going to see it? Well, it's, you've given him the at-bats. 
He's not a bench player. He's a starter for us. I mean, we know that. And it's just, I don't know, like a month down the road, if we're still talking about this, yeah, it's time for him to be taken out of the lineup and, and we look for other kind of replacement level guys. But um, we just hope this series, we hope we give him the kick in the butt. Us, us talking right here. We hope, Hey, we're got <laughs> out. Let's, let's turn it around. And he, and he goes, you know, seven for 12 in the series or whatever it is, man, like, something's got to give and the same guy I'll move right into our next thumbs down. Cause I don't want to bash Lourdes too much as it's Kirk Alejandro yeah. Kirk, man. It, he just, again, not hitting well, uh, Jesse, I don't know if he has any hits in this series, uh, this game going on right now today. Yeah. He has a double he has one hit. Does he have a double? Okay. Yeah. I, I preemptively put him in before this game as a thumbs down. Cause he was all for seven walking into this game. I'm glad he has a double. So I won't crap on him as much as I was going to, but again, a guy who should be, should be hitting the ball a little bit better. And Kirk could be very versatile in our order. He could bat five. He could bat eight. He's another guy who could potentially drive in runs for us. And we need that because we suck with runners in scoring position, dude. Suck we is need an Kirk's understatement. Gotta, Jeez. Oh my God. We, <laughs> we need, Kirk to be one of those guys. And yes, we have, we have Vlad, we have ball, but in my mind, Kirk is just as good as driving runs in as, as um, some of our middle guys. Mm-hmm. He should be. And we, we saw signs of life from Alejandro Kirk in that Cleveland series. Cause that's where he hit his first home run and he was hitting the ball pretty hard. And we thought, all right, maybe he can carry this forward and build something off it. That was one of the main things we wanted to see in this series against the Rays. But like I said, only one hit now his double was hit hard, but you know, he's still popping up way too much, like roughly 25% of the time and pop-ups in this league or any league really are automatic outs. So Kirk never really did that prior to this year. And now that Danny Jansen is back, I'd imagine that means Kirk isn't in the lineup every day anymore. Like he's still going to catch Alec Manoa probably. And I'd imagine he'll still catch Jose Barrios, but on the days he's not catching, I don't think it's a guaranteed lock that Alejandro Kirk is your DH anymore, especially if this team does add an offensive piece later on in the season. We do have a good problem here with this team, Jesse, is, is um, we do have some leeway, yep. um, especially especially having Collins. When Collins is on our roster, we, we have three catchers. Yeah. Love having love having 26 guys in the clubhouse. Now, I always I always I always like that. I felt like 25 was almost one too less. <laughs> 26 is perfect. So now we got three catchers on the roster and you could do so much with Kirk. Um, if he's catching, that's great because we can still have another bad the lineup because all of a sudden we know. Danny Jansen can hit for power and we have Kirk who could pop off at any time, man. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes three for three, three for four, four for four in in the next week, uh, because it can happen at any time is he hits the ball hard. But if you hit him to the warning track, I'm glad he got the double today. I'll be honest with you. Um, But still, man, it's just um, a guy who should be driving in runs for us. Yeah, I want to give another thumbs down, too, to the Blue Jays on the base paths. Santiago Espinal got picked off first base in the game today, and that is now the fifth time the Blue Jays have had a runner picked off, which is the second most in baseball behind the team that's coming in next, the Seattle Mariners. So with the, the offense environment being what it is in Major League Baseball so far, you cannot be giving up outs on the base paths, especially with how hard it's been for guys to get on base. It just feels like those times you get picked off just hurt even more. And another thing that you think should be controllable, like these mental lapses and stuff, right? Those are the things that can't really be happening for this team. right? Now. Oh, we can't, we can't be losing our concentration out there for sure. It's, it's base running is such a fundamental part of the game. And, um, you know, I I'm guilty of it too. I was, well, you know, a couple pounds ago and a couple years back, we'll say I was, I was known as a decent base runner and I know, and you know, you just can't, you can't lose concentration. You can be as fast as you want, but you can't getting picked off first base mm-hmm. or making, making the last out at an inning or 
third or first out at third base, things like that, things you forget on the base pass. Um, you just can't be doing that, especially because we're very unlucky. We're the saddest team for driving and runs. We need those base runners, man. We can't be making mental errors out there on the base pass. Yeah, and especially doesn't bode well with this team struggling at the plate to give up these base runners like that. It just it makes it hurt so much more. Hopefully they can write the shit with that and turn it around. Uh, Riley, I want to get on to some news and notes. And did you see what happened with the Dunedin Blue Jays last night? Did I ever, man. I'll let you announce it, but I am super stoked, man. Uh, one of the highest numbers I've seen for uh, for a game of baseball, and I'll let you announce it, man. Loud and proud for our, for our boys in Dunedin. Yeah, uh, my, for those of you who don't know, I fully suggest you go check out the box score of what happened. The Dunedin Blue Jays beat the Tampa Tarpons 1-0 last night with a combined two-hit shutout, which is impressive in its own right. But out of the 27 outs those Blue Jays pitchers got, 24 of them were by strikeout. That means they only had three outs in that game that did not come by strikeouts, which is absolutely insane. Nick Frosso started that game, eight strikeouts. Uh, Dejan Santos came in. He walked three, but he got 10 strikeouts. Braden Scott, six outs, six up, six down, all strikeouts. Like, it's amazing what that has happened there. It's skill and luck. Baseball is such a fun game for a lot of reasons. Um, I, I don't know what the percentage is, but you could almost have every out the same in a ball game. Obviously, you're going to have different outs. You're going to have a ground out here, a strikeout there. Mm -hmm. But to even, I mean, an accolade on itself, one of the uh, the milestones you hear, you know, um, Kerry Wood had a 20 strikeout game for right. the Cubs when he was just a young guy, things like that. Um, um, I'm Max sure Roger, started as well. Max Scherzer, Roger Clemens, just ones that come to mind. Um, as a team, um, that's impressive on its own, but 24 strikeouts, that's all but one inning. That's eight yep. innings of nothing but strikeouts. So your catcher's working, the frame rates. Yep. Um, your pitchers are throwing. And the other teams either taking pitches or they're swinging and missing. Everything had to be in line for that. And that's the beauty of baseball. That's one of the most beautiful things that, uh, as Jays fans, um, even in our minor, minor league system, I think we were able to boast about that. That's so impressive, dude. Yeah, so that has never happened in a major league game ever. Um, I think the most is 21, 22 maybe. I'd have to go on baseball mm -hmm. reference and look that up. But 24, I know, has never happened. It has happened in the minor leagues before. I believe it was in the White Sox system. I could be wrong there. But back in 2005, they had another 24 strikeout game. But still, that's absolutely insane and hey if anything that means the blue jays player development are trying to work with these players and get them to get strikeouts so good thing to see there holy getting strikeouts is one thing but that that my friend jesse is just a, just a work of art brother that you you can't do that yes you, you play a million games no one gets 24 strikeouts whether you're an individual and a team and i almost love it more that it was a team effort, man. Mm -hmm. All three are all three arms were going and two hits nonetheless, and to win one nothing. Just incredible stuff, man. Well, that Dunedin Blue Jays team is actually going to get an even boast with better pitchers as uh, some prospect notes here. Pitching prospects Yasver Zuleta and Ricky Tideman have both been promoted to that high A Dunedin team from the team in Vancouver. Both have pitched real well with the Vancouver Canadians. Lots of strikeouts in their short time there, and they will now be both joining that Dunedin team. So two prospects on the rise that's going to get even more strikeout potential in that Dunedin team. So if you're a Jays fan in that Dunedin area, go check this team out, man. You're going to see some fancy stuff. We've always had a good pipeline, man. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm not the guy who knows the minor leagues. That's on you, Jesse. You always inform me. And it's so refreshing. Every two weeks, you tell me, hey, Riley, you know, this is going on in our, our double A, our single A, our short mm -hmm. season ball. So good to hear, man. And uh, we watched Tideman. He's he's just a he's just a stone's throw away from uh, from being a, a Toronto Blue Jay.
Yep, because once he hit double A, right? Once he hit double A, you're one phone call away from coming up to the big leagues, and Dunedin's the one stop right below double A. So mm-hmm. keep an eye on that name later in the season if he keeps pitching the way he has here. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few more minor news and notes. In order to call up Danny Jansen and Teoscar Hernandez, uh, Taylor Heineman and Trent Thornton were sent back down to Buffalo. Uh, Santiago Espinal is currently on a nine-game hit streak, and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is on an 11-game right now. I don't think he has a hit so far yet today. He's going to get one more at-bat, it looks like, to push that to a 12-game hit streak there. And any takeaways from that, Riley, before we head into our series preview? Hit streaks are a wonderful thing, man, but I would like a win streak, not a hit streak. That's all. That's my takeaway from it. I love individual accolades, dude. It's what makes baseball great being an individual sport. But right now we got to play team sports, man. And I know your eyes keep wandering and I can't wait to get back to the game after this, to be honest with you. Uh, three nothing. It still stands, Jesse. Three nothing. Yeah, Alejandro Kirk just swung at a pitch up at his forehead and fouled it straight back. So uh, that, to... it, it, no, it's and we talked about this preemptively. We talked before the series even happened. We just the air in 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 Florida just kills us for some reason. We play spring training there, and then we go inside a dome, and um, we lose our domes as 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 Blue Jays player. It's it's funny how that works, man. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to the next series though, because I have a good feeling. Well, the Blue Jays will get some home cooking now as we are going to return home and welcome in the Seattle Mariners into town for a three-game series. It looks like we're going to miss our old friend Robbie Ray as he's pitching today, so he will not be uh, making a start up in Toronto, which I guess is kind of good, maybe bad. I don't know, depending how you look at it. Uh, game one, it's going to be Yusei Kikuchi against Chris Flexen. Game two, it's going to be Jose Barrios against Logan Gilbert on Dollar Hot Dog Night, for what it's worth. And game three will be our ace, Kevin Gosman, going in against Marco Gonzalez. Riley, what are you hoping to see from this team in this series? I'm hoping for a double-digit game for runs. We need it. We need to catch up. Um, I read an incredible stat that we only had one home run over six or seven games. Oh, yeah. It was awful. That's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah. I'm, I hope everyone on this who's, who's starting in the games, I, I'm hoping, I'm Jesse, I'm really hoping for, um, as a team, something like nine or ten home runs, three home runs a game wow. would be inc- – I, I, I want it, man. We need that, man. Um, I hope we, I hope we crush Seattle. I hope, I hope I'm standing here with a broom, uh, come next cast. And I could talk about how well Chapman played, how well Lord has played, how well Kirk hit and caught. Um, it, we just need something, dude. I mean, we're in limbo. We're in limbo. We, we need this against the Mariners. It's a team we should beat. You watch that Logan Gilbert kid though. The, the Mariners the are no, yeah. the, the Mariners are no slouch. We got to be on our a game. Um, Kikuchi, he's going to have a great, he's going to have a great start, man. And it'll be, it'll, it'll be business as usual for God's, but man, like we have the pitchers that can do it. Bats got to come around though, man. Our bats got to come around. That's the thing. We need to see this offense get going and we need to see it soon. I'm mm-hmm. really personally excited to see you say Kikuchi. It's kind of a revenge game of sorts going against mm-hmm. his old former team here. And you know, I'm a big Kikuchi guy and uh, coming off two good starts. I'd love to see him keep that going. Maybe he's got that little extra motivation going against his former team here. And uh, let's see what we can do it. And like I said, Quality at-bats from Chapman, Tapia, Kirk, Guriel, and maybe Vlad can finally have that monster series, man. For a guy who's just coming off an MVP year, he's still hitting really well. Like I said, he's on a 12-game hit streak, but you want to see more impact, and I'm hoping that's coming here from Vlad soon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a he's an impact player, man. And it's uh, again, I, I keep kind of pushing it back, but it is really, Jesse, a matter of time mm-hmm. before someone pops up, dude. Vlad's going to carry this team. You just wait and see, man. Well, let's hope it happens soon so we can stop stressing out about it. <laughs> I know I'm I'm getting grays up here. It's 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 bad, dude. It's been it's been a bad two weeks, but you know what? 
We're, we'll shake off today. If it's three nothing, it's three nothing, Jesse. Mm-hmm. We're still above 500. It's early in the year. We got a team in the AL West that we can beat. And from there, let's get the ball rolling, brother. Yeah, I do think the Jays are still well in position to get a playoff spot this year, but we got to start putting together wins soon if we don't want to slip that division title. So we'll see. Still a long way to go. We still got lots of games against our division coming up. We haven't even played the Orioles yet this year. So still time. Let's hope we can get that going sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for it, man. And a red series too, that we should again be big on, man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, that'll do it for our episode here today. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to like, and subscribe. We just want to wish a happy 45th birthday to the late Roy holiday. I know he was one of my favorite players. I know he was one of your favorite players just gone too soon. Another blue Jays legend there. And yeah. Um, anything else to add before we get out of here today, man? We could, we could really use Roy Halliday on any Jays team, man. Mm-hmm. You asked me to start a franchise with any Jays pitcher, any almost any pitcher of the 2000s, the era that we both know so well. Roy Halliday was the master of complete games. I mean, he he was he was almost a comp to a 1920s arm where, uh, you know, they'd throw 30 complete games. I bet you if yeah. they let Halliday do that, he could have done it, man. Mm-hmm. Just an amazing pitcher, just an amazing person. Um, God love Roy Halliday. Rest in peace. Um, all, one of If he's not your favorite Jays pitcher, I'm sure you have a great reason for who your favorite is. But Roy Halladay, always in our hearts, man. Absolutely. Well, we'll be back on Thursday afternoon to recap the Seattle series and preview the Cincinnati Red series. Let's hope good things happen. We need a big series win here and that the Jays team can get back on back. Let's go, Blue Jays. Looking forward to it, man.